Um, so I've been thinking about making uh, some sort of a podcast and sort of a um, something, right? Now I'm a I'm a big NBA fan. Um, just a big sports fan in general, and you know, as a sports fan, you get into you know debates and um, I feel like you know you're always talking about sports in, in some way, right? It's, you know, if it's just thoughts that you have or, you know, with your friends, you're always debating and just voicing out, you know, your own thoughts. And it's, you know, it's, if you're, if you're really a, you know, a fan of sports, it's, it's something that, you know, you could go on and on and on about, about different topics. Um, you know, and I, I've, you know, in the morning, on the drive to work, I'll listen to podcasts, you know, um, NBA podcasts, NFL podcasts, um, and, you know, I just like hearing other people's, you know, opinions and thoughts about specific topics, and um, and then, you know, I'll react to them on my own, like, well, that's crazy that they say that, or, oh, I also feel the same way, and, um yeah, I don't know. I just feel like uh, I kind of wanted to, you know, voice my own thoughts and opinions about certain topics and stuff. Um, I don't really know what this will be. Like, I'm literally just, you know, I showed up early to work and I have nothing to do. So I thought, oh, OK, um, you know, I want to talk about some stuff, some sports stuff. Right. Um, today is September 10th. So we're kind of in a weird period where, you know, college football started. I mean, college football is entertaining. It's just um, I'm not as passionate about college football just because um, I did go to college. But, you know, my college that I went to didn't have a football team. Um, and, the you know, the closest one to me is, or I guess the closest, biggest uh, football team it would be the uh, uh, the UGA, um, the Bulldogs. Um, and I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll root for the Bulldogs just cause they're close. They're, they're, you know, they're a Georgia team, but it's not the same, you know, it's not the same kind of passion I have for like, let's say the Falcons, you know, it's Atlanta Falcons. It's, you know, it's just not a, it's not a college. It's not a specific, you know, it's all Atlanta. It's all Georgia. Right. Um, so, you know, it sucks being a Falcons fan. You know, because every year it's it's constant disappointment. I've been a Hawks fan since Matt Ryan's rookie season. Um, and we've had a lot of ups. We've had a lot of downs, more so downs. Um, but I'm a big, 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 big Atlanta Hawks fan. Um, I've been to – I can't even count how many Hawks games I've ever been to. I've only been to one Falcons game. And it does it, – it, it also helps that the Hawks have just been – historically like very bad um just because like the tickets have been so cheap i mean they're a lot more expensive now because we're better and there have been there have been seasons where like uh i think it was 2016 where we won 60 games we were number one seed those tickets were a little bit more expensive but historically at least since i've been a hawks fan they've been pretty cheap um so i've always had the ability to go to a hawks game i've always you know 20, 30 bucks. I mean, and even in the nosebleeds in the 200 section, 
it's not really that far away from the court. I don't, at least I don't feel like, like when I went to the Falcons game, I was higher up and it felt further away, even though the field's a lot bigger. Um, but yeah, those tickets are a lot more expensive, you know, um, to go to a Falcon game. Um, but yeah, I just, I've always been just a very big Hawks fan since I was a kid. Um, and I really feel like as far as, uh, leagues, sport leagues in the world, um, I think the NBA, at least for me, is the most entertaining. Um, you know, the players, uh, the storylines, the competitiveness, um, just the skill, right, that it takes to, you know, play basketball at that, at that kind of level, right? It's, um, it's a very, it's a very skill-heavy sport, and I'm not saying that every other sport isn't. It's just with basketball, at least, you know, you have to play. You have to play both positions, right? You know, with football, you um, you have your offensive players, you have your defensive players, you have special teams, um, and then you just kind of play on one side of the ball, right? You just play in those positions. You're not going to have a uh, a defensive player play on offense unless you know. I mean, it could happen. Like you have like a like a fullback or whatever that that was a defensive lineman that just comes in for a play, but they're usually not playing every snap defense and offense. It's just not going to happen. Um, same thing with, I guess, soccer, right? You have your offensive players, you have your defensive players. You're not going to have uh, an offensive player play on defense the whole game, right? They're, they're scorers, right? They're going to be on the offensive side of the ball, whatever. Um, I could go on with different sports, and it's, just, it's the same thing, right? Um, whereas basketball, you have to play offense and defense. It's a very high-paced sport. Um, and I think the most exciting, right, The there's a lot of stoppages, right? There's a lot of um, – there's not a lot of actual play in, like, let's say NFL. Like, there's – I saw somewhere that it was out of the – because, you know, these NFL games take up to three hours. I saw – I don't know how true it was, but it was, like, a stat, like, um, that it could take – three hours for an NFL game to finish, but they only pay, play uh, 20 minutes of actual football, right? Because uh, it's, they, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a play, then they stop, you know, uh, take a second to, you know, drop a play or come up a play, and then they, you know, do <laughs> it. It just takes a long time, right? It, it's still exciting, though. Don't get me wrong. I, lo- I love watching the NFL games. It's just, um, it's very slow paced. Um, same thing with baseball. I've been getting, you know, getting into baseball now, um, with the Braves, um, very slow pace. Now it's, it's still entertaining. I love sports and it's still entertaining. Um, I've been to a Braves game. I've been to a Falcons game and it's very, very entertaining, but it's not quite like basketball. Basketball. Yes, there are timeouts. And at the end of the game, especially when it's, when it's a, you know, Two, three minutes left, yes, it could take a while for an NBA game to finish just because there will be timeouts, there'll be reviews, and there'll be, you know, I, I get that. But during, you know, for the four, first three quarters and mostly uh, four quarters, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty, you know, back and forth. It's not 
there isn't a lot of stoppages. I mean, yeah, there'll be a timeout here and there, but it's it's a lot of action going on uh, during a basketball game, and that's just something that um, that always gravitated towards me. Um, that's uh, that's kind of why I um, I love basketball so much, and just the NBA in general. Um, but I guess my I guess the topic at hand that I wanted to discuss. Um, now, last season, uh, 2000, uh, I guess 2020, 2021 season, it was kind of weird, right, because of COVID. Um, the off season was very short, which led to a lot of injuries, um, a lot of injuries to, you know, not only just role players, star players, and it was just a weird, it was a weird season. The beginning of the season, there were, you know, there still weren't crowds. Uh, same thing with the All-Star game. There weren't a lot of crowd, or there was no crowd in Atlanta. Um, and it just, it, it felt weird, right? Even in the bubble, like, I'm, I mean, I'm sure everyone that was, you know, that is an NBA fan was just happy to have basketball back, right? Because uh, of COVID, you know, the season had to stop. Um, and they were just excited to have basketball back, you know, being that they're, um, even if there was no crowd, they're just, they just want to see some ball. And, you know, I, 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 w- I watched the bubble. It was weird. I, it was definitely entertaining though. Like it was very competitive. Um, but the bubble is just, it just wasn't the same, right? That playoff, like, it, yes, it was competitive, but I just don't think it was the same, right? It wasn't, you play two games like at home, then you have to travel and play an opposing crowd because those crowds do make a difference. I mean, I, I've i been to many playoff games in Atlanta, and I'm not saying that Atlanta is the best crowd because, you know, I, I feel like sometimes it could be lacking as far as our home crowd. It could get loud in there for sure, but, I, you know, it's a playoff basketball is just a different type of tension in the air. Um, and then, you know, the crowd just affects the game so much, right? that where in the bubble there is no crowd right it's just you're you're just playing in a in an open gym and you know you're just you're just playing with it, of course there's still pressure you still have to win but it's just not the same um and then the i think the Miami Heat benefited from that uh playoff run uh just cuz i mean they were just they were just hooping right they didn't have um as much pressure as they would have if they, you know, didn't have home court, right? Because they were a lower seed. And, you know, who, who's to say that if they had to play um, these away games, because essentially they would have to have won um, more away games than home games. And they were playing, they were playing very, very well. I'm just saying it's... I don't think they would have made the finals if, you know, if they weren't playing in the, in the bubble. I think the Lakers win regardless. I think their just team was just better than everyone else. Um, but the bubble was weird. It was entertaining. There was a lot of good games. It was just not the same. And in the start of the um, last season, the same thing, right? No crowds. And it wasn't until the second half of the season where you started to see, you know, fans trickle in. And then this playoffs, uh, this past playoffs is really um, where the fans were, you know, and, and you could tell, you could tell the difference, right? 
Now I'm a Hawks fan and, you know, watching, you know, watching the Hawks play uh, New York um, at MSG, at Madison Square Garden, you could just feel the energy through the TV. I mean, it, it just seemed like it was so loud the crowd was hostile, and I mean, I think Knicks fans, I think Knicks fans are, they're pretty, pretty shitty. <laughs> um, I, you know, but that's, that's kind of what you want if you're a home team, right? You want a hostile crowd, a crowd that's going to make you um, nervous, right? You're gonna, you're gonna feel the tension in the air. That's what you want if you're an NBA team. And that's one thing I'll give credit to Knicks fans for is that they, they really love the Knicks and, you know, they'll, they'll go hard for their, for their team. Um, and you really, and I was, at least I was very, <laughs> I was very happy to have, um, for the Hawks to have beaten the Knicks, um, you know, all I think it was if we won in game, I think we won. I guess it was two games, two games in New York because we won two games at home, two games in New York. I was happy to have won those two games in New York, right? Just to just to hear the crowd just just moan and groan, and just be, um, just be embarrassed by Trey Young. I love that, love that shit, man. That was awesome. Um. But that, it, it was just so much different, right? Like, and that was a first round playoff series. And like, and I think Phoenix, their crowd is great. Um, Milwaukee, uh, their crowd is really good. Um, it's just so different with fans. And I think it just adds just a different presence. Now, because of the injuries, now, I think the Bucks 100% benefited from injuries. Now, that's why I don't I, I, I hate to say that, you know, championships have asterisks, you know, the Lakers in the bubble, um, the Bucks, um with these injuries. But at the end of the day, people are going to remember that they won a championship. So at the, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Right. We could say, oh, well, you know, if 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 the Nets were healthy or if the Nuggets and Clippers were healthy, you know, um, these teams wouldn't have made the finals. These teams wouldn't have won. I mean, sure, I guess. I mean, yeah. Um, if your team would have scored more points, they would have won. So it's like I, I get it, but you have to you have to play the team that's in front of you every given night. You have to adapt. You have to come out and you know and play, and the better team will win that night. So. I mean, yeah, you could say that they definitely, I mean, they definitely did benefit from those injuries. Um, but then the day people are not going to, people are not going to remember, oh, what about this Nets team? Or what about this uh, Nuggets team or, or Lakers team, um, Clippers team? They're not going to think about that. They're going to think about uh, who played in that NBA finals and who won that championship. That's, that's at the end of the day, that's what goes down in history is the champion, not who lost in the second round. Um, but this season there's, there's, you know, there was a summer league, right? There was a summer league, uh, players were able to rest, um, players were able to, um, you know, have more time to, to get ready. Right. Um, 
So this NBA season is definitely going to be very entertaining. There was a lot of off-season stuff um, that made things, made teams better, made th- teams worse. Um, and my one through eight, and I'll go through my one through eight in the Eastern Conference and Western Conference, um, you know, after all these off-season trades. And it's a way too early list, right? Way too early. I mean, training camp, training camp hasn't even started yet. Um, but as far as like my one through eight, and I'll I'll briefly discuss on why I think these teams are in the positions that I rank them. Um, but at least let me start with the Eastern conference. Uh, obviously the Bucks are number one. Uh, I'm sorry. The Nets are number one. The Bucks are number two. Um, they're, I mean, they're the teams to beat, right? You have the, the defending champion, and then the best team in the NBA when healthy. Um, so I, I, there's, and the way I see it is that there's tiers, right? There's tiers, there's tier one um, in the Eastern Conference where those are championship contenders. Like they have a chance to win a title next season. And then you have tier two, those Eastern Conference finals contenders and dark horses to win a championship, right? Or to make it to the finals. Um, and that's that's where it's interesting, right? Because it's it's easy, right? The tier one, two is going to be um, Nets, Bucks, but number three, that's where it gets interesting, right? Um, now people love this, uh, love having the Heat, um, and I and I've talked about it. I've talked about it so much um, that I just don't understand how. Now we're talking about a Miami Heat team. That last year got swept by the Bucks and were a six seed, and they didn't add they didn't add a bunch of pieces. They added PJ Tucker, which I mean, um, PJ Tucker is not a uh, uh, a player that's going to change your team from a six seed to a championship caliber team. That's just not the type of player he is. Um, uh, I think it was Markeith Morris or Marcus. I, one of the Morris twins, um, which I mean, cool. That's a good addition. And Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry at the end of his prime. Now I don't know how old Kyle Lowry is. Um, I'm actually about to check that right now, but Kyle Lowry with the addition of Kyle Lowry, people are putting the heat as the third best team. Um, he's 35 years old. Come on, guys. Come on. We're talking about a 35-year-old Kyle Lowry at the end of his career. And he's supposed to catapult the Heat to a number three, to the third best team in the East? Let's be realistic, man. Let's be realistic. If you if right now that starting five and that bench, if you put it against um, either the Hawks, because these are my tier two teams, I, I got the Heat as a tier two team. But if you match them against the Hawks, we have a better starting five. If you put them against the now, I I don't know if I want to put Chicago as my tier two teams. Um, maybe not yet. 
If you put him even against the Celtics, I like the Celtics better. If you put them even against, I mean, I guess Chicago. I like Chicago better. Yeah, you'll have, maybe not Chicago. I don't know. Cause Chicago, but still, they're not, they're not the third best team in the East. The addition of Kyle Lowry isn't going to make them a third, you know. And this is me being as unbiased as possible, but I believe the team that made the Eastern Conference Finals last season and have the kind of team that the Hawks have is the third best team in the East. I don't think that's far-fetched for me to say because I could really put that our starting five and our bench against any other team besides the Bucks or the Nets, and I'd rather take the Hawks. If we match, if we match point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, a center, those um, those comparisons, if we match them, Hawks and, and Heat, at point guard, you got Kyle Lowry or Trey, I'm taking Trey, 100%. That's not even a, de- a debate. You got Duncan Robinson or uh, Bogdanovich, I like Bogey better. He's going to do more for me than what Duncan Robinson is. Now, I love Duncan Robinson. He's a great three-point shooter. He's a great shooter. But so is Bogdanovich. And he's going to do, do more with the ball than what Duncan does. Dun- Duncan can't create his own shot. He's going to come off a pick. He's a spot-up shooter. He does not do what Bogdanovich does. So I'd rather take Bogey. Small forward, that's the heat for sure. Jimmy Butler, DeAndre Hunter. Sure, I'll give you I give you Jimmy Butler. Power forward. PJ Tucker or John Collins? Come on, man. Come on now. There's no there's nothing to discuss there. John Collins is gonna is gonna put up 30 points on PJ Tucker. That's not a discussion. And then at center position, sure, I'll give you Bam out of bio. Against Clint Capella. That's two. That's only two players in that starting five. Out of five. That they have an advantage at. At positions. That's just two. And the bench. I mean let's not get started on the bench. You're telling me Tyler Hero or Kevin Herter? I'd rather have Herter. Tyler Hero. I. How, how, how much longer are we, talking, are we going to talk about Tyler Hero? I mean, he's still young. He can still become a very good player in the NBA. But I'd rather have a guy that's proven who's more reliable than Kevin Herter. We got we got Danilo Gallinari. Let, let me not stop. We, it, Lou Williams, uh, Cam Reddish. It, it just the benches don't – it just doesn't add up to me. But we'll see. We'll see what happens during the regular season and how it unfolds. But you can't tell me that the Heat are the number three team in the East. That's ridiculous. You're not a number three team in the East if you're getting swept in the first round and a number six seed last season. And you're adding a 35-year-old Kyle Lowry, now you're top three team in the East. That's, no, ridiculous. Um, number four, it's, it's tough to say who to put at, at number four. Um, I'll give the Heat the benefit of the doubt. I'll, I'll put them at number four. Um, because they could definitely they could definitely win a lot of games, 
Um, so sure, I'll put the Miami Heat at number four. Uh, number five, though, number five, and I'm not like I'm not a you know a Heat hater or whatever. It's just I don't understand how they are able to be um, put on such a high, high, high level, high pedestal. Um, with such a, I mean, like a lackluster signing, to be honest. Um, so it's not that I don't think the Heat are a good team. I think they're a great team. I think they're the fourth best team in the East, um, if they stay healthy. Um, it's just, I don't, you know, I don't see them as a third best team without them having played one game without Larry. How do you do that? After, you know, how do you put them above a team that made an Eastern Conference final last year and was two games away from the uh, from the finals? Uh, but sure, sure. Number five, though, that's tough to say, man. That's tough to say. Um, I'm checking to see. I mean. Here's the thing with the 76ers. The 76ers could be number four, right? Um, I also, there's just so much, and I hate to go on this tangent about the Hawks. Um, just because I, there's just so much disrespect just in the media, um, just online, just really everybody. If you're not a Hawks fan, you, you know, you, you can't understand it. Right. But the 76ers, if we really, if we really had to, cause Ben Simmons is not going to stay around. We already know the whole Ben Simmons thing. And it's, it's kind of funny, right? It's kind of funny that, cause you know, so people still have this, the 76ers, if it's not the Heat, it's the 76ers, right? And then it's the Hawks. As as a tier two, I have like you know obviously tier one, you got the Bucks and the Nets. But tier two, I got the Hawks. Um, I got the 76ers, the Heat. I I forgot about the 76ers, just because I mean, how how long have we been talking about the 76ers and what they're going to do in the playoffs and what Ben Simmons? Is the next coming to LeBron? How 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 many years have we been talking about the same thing? And they never deliver. They never deliver in the playoffs. And I, it sucks for 76ers fans because that must be awful. <laughs> that must be awful that every year you think you're going to win a championship and you just never you never make it out of the second round. You never make it out of the second round. And now you have your, you know, your generational talent, your, um, your number one, your number one pick, Ben Simmons, um, just absolutely. I mean, I don't, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen, um, a quote unquote star player kind of fold in the playoffs like he did it was rough it was it was tough to see now of course as a Hawks fan you know I was loving every second of it I mean it was hilarious 
Um, I mean, we had this man, you know, passing up wide open dunks, you know, not taking a field goal to four, five straight fourth quarters. I mean, it was, he was just mentally checked out. Um, so I don't know how, how the 76ers are going to be able to rebound from something like that, because what Ben Simmons is doing, um, or has done for the past couple of months, as far as, um, well, what Doc Rivers did, I, I guess unintentionally, what, what Joel Embiid did unintentionally was kind of outcast Ben Simmons, right? I, Philly fans were already pissed off about Ben. They were saying, you know, fuck Ben. We want him out of here. Just kind of, he was the scapegoat, right? But really where the 76ers as a team, as a franchise, fucked up was when Doc Rivers outed him, right? When Joel Embiid kind of outed him. Because that's... The fans are going to say what, they, what they're going to say, and they're going to be pissed. I mean, we're talking about Philadelphia. They're very toxic fans, kind of like New York. Um, but Ben Simmons, if Doc Rivers had never had said or outed Ben Simmons like he did, if Joel would have never outed Ben Simmons like he did, you know, who's to say that Ben Simmons doesn't come back next year? I mean, yes. He could have, um, you know, he could have took more responsibility and said, you know what, um, like, I really did play like shit. I really, you know, let the team down, and, and I'm just going to, I'm really going to put in work in the offseason and kind of prove myself, um, you know, to the fans or uh, to the team, to my teammates, Um and try to come back next season a better player. Um, but the I think that's where it just kind of turned all the shit was when, you know, Doc Rivers um, and Joel Embiid said what they said. And then they had to trade him, right? At that point, it's, it's not just the fans talking shit or whatever. Now it's the team too, right? It's the team that's also like, hey, you know, what the fuck is this guy doing? Um, so depending on what they do with Ben Simmons, um, I mean, they might get someone, you know, a good package for him. I mean, that's, that's really one of the big stories this off season is what's going to happen with Ben Simmons. Um, but I just don't know how the 76ers are a better team next year than they are, than they were last year. I don't know how they're able to improve. I mean, they're the number one seed, right? Um, it, it's tough for me to see them as as a top team in the East now. I mean, Joel is a MVP caliber player. He is a fucking beast, and I hated playing against him. Um, but he's an MVP caliber player, and they have a solid squad around them. Tobias Harris is solid. Seth Curry is solid. Um, they got a decent head coach. Um, it's just I can't see them as a top team in the East anymore. Um, I think that's occupied by those, uh, four teams that I mentioned. Um, but I still see them as a, you know, a tier two, right? They can, they can make an Easter conference finals. Um, the 76ers can, 
just because of how good Joel Embiid is and how they have <coughs> they have uh, they have a good pieces around him. Um, like I I really like Thibault, uh Maxi. Like they just have a very um, a very solid squad uh, around Joel Embiid. And I'm sure they're going to get something for Ben Simmons. It's just, like I said, I don't see them as a top four team, a top four seed in the East. That's why I got them at five. Well, they could be four because, you know, maybe the Heat aren't who they, who people think the Heat will be. And then they'll probably be four or five. But that's my tier two. Um, tier three. Now this is, um, and I think the, it's 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 kind of exciting, right? Because of how good, um, how good the Eastern Conference has become, right? In the off season, you know, Miami got better, um, Chicago got way better, right? Um, the Knicks added more pieces. The Celtics, eh, I think they got Dennis Schroeder. For a pretty decent price, um, I mean, what was it like five million? Um, five million for Dennis Schroeder. So that that was a a pretty decent a pretty decent signing from them. But my tier three, and who I think might be, you know, in that sixth, or I guess that that sixth um, seated position, I got the Celtics. Now the Celtics could. I mean, Jason Tatum is that man is that man is nice. That man is is gonna be, I think, an MVP one day. Very, very, very good player. Um, and Jay LeBron too. Like he, I believe, is an All Star. Then he make an All Star, a very good second option, and. A pretty decent team around him. I love Marcus Smart. I wish we had a had Marcus Smart because I think he is a championship level type player. Um, just a hustle and and great he brings to a team. Um, and I don't know. He's just I've always liked Marcus Smart. I mean, I you know uh, until he plays the Hawks and then I hate him. Um, but he's he's definitely like a player that you would love to have on your team. Um. But yeah, no the the Celtics. Now they they could they could uh, you know end up as a fourth or fifth seed. I don't see them as a number three seed though. Like let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. They're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna end up as a number three seed. But I could see them as a four or five maybe. Um, it just I I can't see that they'll they'll be better than the Heat or Seventy Sixers. I just can't do that yet. Um, but they can be. Some nights they will be. They're gonna they're gonna win some games. Um, they'll make the playoffs um, just because of how good Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are are as a duo. Um, and they have a they have an okay team around them. They have a decent squad around them. Now, don't tell me who their starting center is or their starting power forward is because I couldn't tell you that. Um, is it Romeo Langford or something like that? It may, Maybe he's starting to center. I don't know. I don't watch a lot of Celtics games. 
Okay, so I don't know their whole roster. Um, but yeah, Celtics maybe number six. Number seven. That's tough to say, man. But uh, this is how good the Eastern Conference is that I completely forgot about the Bulls, right? Like the Bulls can the Bulls can definitely win a lot of games and be a number six, number a five seed because the Bulls are and same thing with the Heat. We haven't seen what the Bulls have, you know, how they're gonna play, how they're gonna gel together, because they've made some additions. They didn't you know, it's a it's a completely new team, right? These we're talking about a new point guard, a new small forward. Um, new bench players. It just, it's just a completely different team than they were last year. And I'm, I, I'm more than certain they're going to make the playoffs. It just, it depends on which seed they get. Right. I would love, I would love to see, um, the Bulls at number six instead of the Celtics. Um, just cause I think the Celtics, I think the Celtics are a better team than the Bulls. But they're very close, right? Um, they're very close. Like I, I'll probably put the Bulls at number six and the Celtics at number seven, and it sucks to say that. But it's, it's really interchangeable, right? Um, like that five through um, five through eight or four through eight, it's really interchangeable, right? Like, you could have you could have the 76ers end up as a 7th, 8th seed. <clears throat> you could have the Heat end up as a 7th, 8th seed. You could have the Celtics end up as a 7th, 8th seed. You can have the um, the Bulls end up as a 7th, 8th seed. It's really interchangeable. And maybe the Hawks, but I, I really think that we're, we're really going to – we're really going to prove some people wrong next season. If we stay healthy, I just think we're levels above those those teams. Uh, but we'll see, right? Because the Hawks can be a fucking seven eight seed. That would be devastating. Like I would hate that. I would hate to have to go up against the Nets or the Bucks in the first round. I think that would be disastrous. Um, so hopefully we could, you know, solidify uh, at least a home court, um, a home court spot in the first round, right? And, you know, a top four seed. That's what I'm projecting. Um, but yeah, those four teams, I mean, you got the Heat, 76ers, Celtics, and, and the Bulls that kind of can be, you know, moved around that four through seven, uh, four through eight. Um, and then it's, it's going to be interesting, that play interning. I think... I think now the Pacers. I mean, yeah, they could they could sneak into that that eighth seed. But who, who I really think, and the Hornets too. But uh, I'm not so high on the Hornets how other people are because people love to fucking ride on Lomelo Ball's fucking meat. Um, and he's good. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, I don't know. They could be a number eight seed. It, it's just going to be interesting. It's just so. It's exciting, right? Because there's so many. I think the because the, the Hornets are going to get better. Um, the Pacers. I mean, 
they didn't uh then they just get an injury with somebody uh but the Pacers are decent they're going to be decent every year I mean they should really just fucking just trade their best players and start tanking because they're they just be it's just weird what the Pacers do like if I was a Pacers fan that would be awful I would hate to be a Pacers fan because you're never contending for a title in any season. The last time you were you were contending, Paul George was there, and then you were getting shit on by the Miami Heat every goddamn year. Um, and you're never tanking. Like, you never have a top five pick in the draft. So you're never drafting a generational talent. You're just always mediocre. And that, and that as like a, as, that would just, that would drive me nuts more than anything. Right? Cause that's for, for the longest time, for the longest time, that's what it was like to be a Hawks fan. Because we would make the playoffs, right? As an eighth, seventh seed, um, fifth, fourth seed every single year. I mean, we made the playoffs for something like eight straight years, and we would either lose in the first round or we'd lose in the second round. And we were not bad enough to, you know, draft a high pick. So, like, I can understand what that feeling is, like, as a Pacers fan, because the Hawks did it for so long, right? And what they need to do, what that franchise needs to do is to either start making some moves because I really like Sabonis, and their team is decent. Like, I really like uh, Brogdon. Um, TJ McConnell is either try to trade for a star or make some moves to build a better team around those players or just or just get rid of them for picks and fucking start tanking. Right? Why does it matter? Why does it matter about, like, I could get it as, like, if I was a player, if I was an NBA player, I would hate to be on a taking team. I think anyone, I don't think anyone enjoys that as an athlete, right? As, As any competitive athlete ever, you would hate to be on a team that your main objective is to lose games. And that's what's going to happen to Orlando Magic next season. I mean, they already said, I mean, we want you to lose games, which that can just be awful to, to experience something like that because you want to win. You want to win as a competitive person, as a competitive athlete. You want to be able to win every single game because the objective every season is one thing, and that's to win, that's to win an NBA championship. But not every team has those expectations. So that's, it should not, it should not be a goal to be a eighth scene or, or, or play for the play in every year. Now, this is the only time where it would be like a goal is if you were a very shitty team, a lottery pick team, and then you've been building your team and then you try to make the playoffs. Like, okay, now it's time to make the playoffs. Like we've, We've been shitty for so long, but now let's aim for the playoffs and then pro, pro, progress from that. 
you make the playoffs, maybe the first two years, and then you move in. Okay, let's try to make an Eastern Conference final. Let's try to make a finals. There's progression there. That's the only time that that would be acceptable. But, bro, we're talking about every single year the Pacers just either make the playoffs or they'll miss it by a little bit. Like, they're always they're always just um, barely making the playoffs or barely out of the playoffs. And that could just be, I don't know. That's enough about my Pacers rant. Like, that must suck. But, again, they can end up as an eighth seed. The Hornets can end up as an eighth seed. Uh, the play-in um, will probably be between, I think Toronto has also 100%. I, I, I think Scotty Barnes is going to be really good. Um, yeah, have a solid young team. Uh, Pascal Siakam's really good. Uh, Van Vliet. I mean, they just have a very solid squad in Toronto. And they had a very, they had a weird season last year. I think they'll rebound. Uh, but I don't see them as a top team in the East or even mid, right? I think they will be in the eighth seed or, you know, playing for a playing opportunity. Every other team, the Cavs, nope, they're going to be a lottery team. The Magic are going to be a lottery team. Um, the Pistons, I mean, the Pistons are, are going to be terrible. Um, so, yeah, no, those – uh. That's going to be interesting to see what that eighth seed is going to look like. Um, if, if if those four teams, if I had to pick all oh, the Wizards, the Wizards, the Wizards. So I might be in the minority here. And I probably sound crazy by saying this, but I really believe that the Wizards, after trading Russell Westbrook, actually got better. I know that sounds crazy, but I believe that they got better. So here, here's my thing with Russell Westbrook. He is a great player. He is an MVP. He was an MVP. Um, but he is not a player that's going to make your team a championship-level team. He's not. I mean, the reason the reason OKC was so good. I mean, don't get me wrong; like he was great in OKC with KD, but KD was the guy, right? KD was that dude, and they had a good team around there: Serge Ibaka, uh, Stephen Adams. Um, they had a solid squad in that OKC team. And, you know, Russell Westbrook was really good there, too. It's just I've never – and he's a monster, triple-doubles, whatever. It's just he's not a winning basketball player. He's – I'm not saying he can't be. I'm not saying, like, him going to the Lakers. I did. I hated that. I hated that trade. Um, Like, if I was a Lakers fan, like, I, would, I, I hated that trade. Um, for the Lakers. Russell Westbrook is not the answer. Like, he's a, he's a big name, and he, he'll get a lot of stats. But he's not going to win you games. He's not going to win you games. Um, and what, what the Wizards got 
They got Pope, which is one of the better three and D players in the league. Kuzma. Now Kuzma's a lot of memes and shit and, and Kuzma's ass or whatever, but I mean, at one point Kuzma was Kuzma was had next, right? We 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 all thought Kuzma was gonna be really good and he's still pretty young. It was just he's in the shadow, he was in the shadow of LeBron and A D. So he was not able to kind of progress the way he wanted to, right? Because he was in the shadow of those two guys. And now he's gonna go to a team where he's possibly going to be a second option, right? So I, I think Kuzma's going to get a lot better um, on that Wizards team. And Montrezl Harrell, same thing. Montrezl Harrell was really good for the Clippers. Very good. I love Montrezl Harrell on the Clippers. Um, and then he gets, you know, then he goes to L.A. And because of Anthony Davis, I don't know if I want to be a power forward. I don't know if I want to be a center. Um, he just didn't. He just didn't gel with that Lakers team. But he's a dog. He's a beast, and I think he'll be better on that Wizards team. And then they just signed uh, uh, Dinwiddie, and Dinwiddie's really good. Dinwiddie is a guy that could average twenty points a season, right? Uh, twenty points a season, five rebounds, three assists. I mean, that's solid. Um, and I think they're, if I, if I had to pick any team to be the eighth seed, I think the Wizards could even be a seventh seed, to be honest. Like, I just, I just really like that trade for the Wizards. Like, if I'm a Wizards fan, like, I love that trade. Because I know they, they, I'm sure when they, when they got Russell Westbrook, they thought they were, you know. (laughs) <laughs> gonna be a contender in the East. I'm sure they did. A lot of people, a lot of people thought that. Um, and then they, he actually played for them. And then they're like, "Oh, okay. Well, this is why. <laughs> um, this is why you know people get so mad about uh, Westbrook. Like they they felt it. Um, so I mean, it's just, and that's and that's so crazy about about the East that it could really it's interchangeable, right? Like it. Any of these teams, like, I don't think the Wizards can be a higher seed than, like, maybe six. Um, but, like, I, I, I think the Wizards will be number eight, and then the play-in will probably be a combination of Toronto, the Hornets, Pacers. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a very – very exciting season for sure, at least in the Eastern Conference, because that's usually because I'm a Hawks fan. I'm probably going to be watching a lot of Eastern Conference teams a lot more. Um, but yeah, that's my basically my my two cents about the um, the Eastern Conference for next season.